Well, hello, Osiris. Yes, the Egyptian god of death and rebirth. This episode of More Morgulons goes out to you. Crystal Clear here, you're listening to More Morgulons. And what is up with the black goo? For those of you who do not have Morgulons, black goo is this weird black tar goo shit that comes out of your arms and fingers and hands or somewhere else, anywhere else on your body. Um, when you have morgulons, um, is it a resin from some kind of plant? Is it the waste products from some fungi? Pseudogymnoascus destructans? Is it poop? Do the morgulons poop black goo and it comes out through your skin? Uh, worm poop? Anybody know? Anybody got any information? Do you have black goo? Are you also a Morgulon toilet? Go ahead and shit on me, universe. As the great Herbert Hoover once said, this sucks. But as the great Crystal Clear once said, everything that you want to harvest needs shit to grow. Okay, think about that for a minute. And stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grey goo. Grey goo is a hypothetical global catastrophic scenario involving molecular nanotechnology in which out-of-control self-replicating machines consume all biomass on Earth while building more of themselves. A scenario that has been called ecophagy, eating the environment, more literally eating the habitation, The original idea assumed machines were designed to have this capability, while popularizations have assumed that machines might somehow gain this capability by accident. Self-replicating machines of the macroscopic variety were originally described by mathematician John von Neumann and are sometimes referred to as von Neumann machines or clanking replicators. The term gray goo was coined by nanotechnology pioneer K. Eric Drexler in his 1986 book, Engines of Creation. In 2004, he stated, I wish I had never used the term gray goo. Engines of Creation mentions gray goo in two paragraphs in a note while the popularized idea of gray goo was first publicized in a mass circulation magazine Omni in November 1986. So in the book uh, that K. Eric Drexler wrote called Engines of Creation, written in 1986, um, he's the guy that first popularized the term gray goo. Um, He was a molecular nanotechnology pioneer. 
In chapter four of Engines of Abundance, Drexler illustrates both exponential growth and inherent limits, so not gray goo, by describing dry nanomachines that can function only if given special raw materials. Now, imagine such a replicator floating in a bottle of chemicals, making copies of itself. The first replicator assembles a copy in 1,000 seconds. The two replicators then build two more in the next 1,000 seconds. The four build another four, and the eight build another eight. At the end of 10 hours, there are not 36 new replicators, but over 68 billion. In less than a day, they would weigh a ton. In less than two days, they would outweigh the Earth. In another four hours, they would exceed the mass of the sun and all the planets combined, if the bottle of chemicals hadn't run dry long before. Scary, y'all. According to Drexler, the term was popularized by an article in science fiction magazine Omni, which also popularized the term nanotechnology in the same issue. Drexler says arms control is a far greater issue than gray goo, quote, nanobugs. Really? I don't know. I'm to ask a Morgie about that. We'll see. In a History Channel broadcast, a contrasting idea, a kind of gray goo, is referred to in a futuristic end time scenario. In a common practice, billions of nanobots are released to clean up an oil spill off the coast of Louisiana. However, due to a programming error, the nanobots devour all carbon-based objects instead of just the hydrocarbons of the oil. Uh, the nanobots destroy everything, all the while replicating themselves. Within days, the planet is turned to dust. Well, in ashes to ashes, dust to dust, these nanobots are eating all of us. We're made of carbon, y'all. Scary. Drexler describes gray goo in chapter 11 of Engines of Creation. Early assembler-based replicators could beat the most advanced modern organisms, quote, plants with, quote, leaves no more efficient than today's solar cells could outcompete real plants, crowding the biosphere with an inedible foliage. foliage. Tough, omnivorous bacteria could outcompete real bacteria. They could spread like blowing pollen, replicate swiftly, and reduce the biosphere to dust in a matter of days. Dangerous replicators could easily be too small, too tough, and rapidly spreading to stop. At least if we made no preparation, we have trouble enough controlling viruses and fruit flies. Yeah, that was written in 1986, y'all, and it is 2021. Let's just think about that for a minute. It's about 35 years ago. Crazy. Drexler notes that the geometric growth made possible by self-replication is inherently limited by the availability of suitable raw materials. Drexler used the term gray goo not to indicate color or texture, but to emphasize the difference between the superiority in terms of human values and superiority in terms of competitive success. Though masses of uncontrolled replicators need not be gray or gooey, the term gray goo emphasizes that replicators able to obliterate life might be less inspiring than a single species of crabgrass. They might be, quote, superior in an evolutionary sense, but this need not make them valuable. Bill Joy, one of the founders of Sun Microsystems, discussed some of the problems with pursuing this technology in his now famous 2000 article in Wired magazine titled, Why the Future Doesn't Need Us. 
In direct response to Joy's concerns, the first quantitative technical analysis of the echophagy scenario was published in 2000 by a nanomedicine pioneer, Robert Freitas. Risks and precautions. Drexler more recently conceded that there is no need to build anything that even resembles a potential runaway replicator. This would avoid the problem entirely. Yeah, no need. Uh, In a paper in the journal Nanotechnology, he argues that self-replicating machines are needlessly complex and inefficient. None of these measures would prevent a party from creating a weaponized gray goo were such a thing possible. And for those in the UK, do you remember when Prince Charles called upon the Royal Society to investigate the enormous environmental and social risks of nanotechnology in a planned report, leading to much media commentary on Grey Goo. The Royal Society's report on nanoscience was released July 29, 2004, and declared the possibility of self-replicating machines to lie too far in the future to be of concern to regulators. Regulators meet Morgulons. Morgulons meet regulators. It's 2021. More recent analysis in a paper entitled Safe Exponential Manufacturing from the Institute of Physics, co-written by Chris Phoenix, Director of Research of the Center for Responsible Nanotechnology and Eric Drexler, shows that the danger of gray goo is far less likely than originally thought. However, other long-term major risks to society and the environment from nanotechnology have been identified. Drexler has made a somewhat public effort to retract his gray goo hypothesis in an effort to focus the debate on more realistic threats associated with knowledge-enabled nanoterrorism and other misuses. What does that mean? You know, this great goose stuff is really interesting, and it seems like it's probably more interesting as as a thought experiment and an ethics um, experiment, you know, an ethical thought experiment. And at the same time, there's just so many mysterious things about the Morgulons. I mean, these things seem fucking indestructible. I mean, completely impervious to all antibacterials, uh, fungicides, bleach, silver nitrate, other competing pathogens. I don't think Morgulons are replicators. If they were, then I guess this whole entire world would have turned to dust a few days ago. But um, they do seem to make literal gray goo. And there is some sort of at least conceptual relationship between the figurative gray goo of nanotechnology. When you start combining biology and technology and you make bio nanotechnology, you better tread very cautiously because when the building blocks of your 3D printer are biological cells, can you create, can you weaponize life? Can you, um, can you get rid of these Morgulons? Because if you can, call me. I'm really sick of these fucking things. Yes. But, uh, grateful for this day, grateful for this headache. Because when it is gone, I will be all the more joyful. You're gonna try to fly to the 
Radio.